welcome to episode 58 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies plus tips, apps, and gear. I am your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my guest again this time around is Kelly Gamont from the Daily Observations podcast. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well, David. How are you? Good. I think it's only been a couple of weeks since you came back, since you've been on, so I figure yeah. it, such, such, you have such, we have such a great time. You're back again to talk about <laughs> all there is to know about uh, our fun stuff we know in the iPhone and everything else mm-hmm. that's out there. So, um, But uh, we have uh, some good topics this week. We have some new stories that uh, uh, we had talked about pre-show and uh, yeah. a few few things that have happened this past week. And um, I thought this, this week we would uh, have a topic on discussing buying an iPad. Last week, I had Guy Searle on the show, and uh, he, uh, him, uh, the, both, the both of us talked about uh, what to do in buying an iPhone. It was a really good conversation. So, you know, I figured, you know what, I'll do, I'll do the, uh, the iPad this week and uh, talk about some other stuff. So uh, let's just, just dive right into this stuff. And uh, right. first news story that caught my eye was uh, Apple outsells Samsung as iPhone tops U.S. mobile activations in the first quarter of 2019. And and I'm going to say there's no surprise to that. Uh, it's uh, Samsung. Uh, I mean, has a has an interesting uh, interesting uh, uh, the models that they're out there this this time around. Uh, but uh, I mean, honestly, the U.S. market is is, is pretty solid with iPhone. I mean, uh, companies have anywhere between you know, there's some companies that have anywhere seven seventy and eighty percent of their their uh, phones are iPhones. So, uh, and what do you think of this? Well, I, I thought it was notable um, as a thing that, as as a talking point, sort of, mm-hmm. um, because it is sort of a landmark, you know, that that Apple's passing this number. But I think the thing that I am less interested in is the maker, and I'm more interested in the platform. Platform. Like, how does iOS stack up against Android? I mean, I know it's selling more than Samsung, but if you take Samsung and Motorola and Google and, 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 and all the people that make Android phones, how many Android phones were activated last quarter and how many iOS devices were activated last quarter? That to me would be a more interesting number and something a little more, I mean, I know why this number is interesting, obviously, because Samsung's sort of always been the, the, the joker to the iPhone's Batman, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) But I feel like there there's a better conversation to be had mm-hmm. when it comes to choice of platform, because it used to be, you know, initially when when Android phones were were first out, a lot of people went to them because like they'd had a BlackBerry and went, I need a physical keyboard. I can't type on that little baby glass screen. It won't work for me. So no, and so there were some people who made that decision, you know, at the time. Well, you yeah. know, on, a, on an iPhone on an original iPhone, on an iPhone 3G, on a 3GS, like it wasn't easy. To be fair, it was not. It was tough. That thank I mean, you. Were, I have wee I little thumbs, and they were fine. So yeah, and it was it. You know, it wasn't the easiest thing, but you know, so some people were like, I have to have a physical keyboard because I came from BlackBerry, and other people, you know, were like, I have a Windows machine, and right now the syncing situation on the Windows side really sucks, and you still had to plug it into something, and as those arguments have fallen away over time, as everybody gets, gets used to typing on glass, as everybody gets used to uh, over-the-air sync and over-the-air backups and not having to plug into a computer at all or rarely, 
you know, at most, um, mm. it, it becomes a more interesting conversation. Like how many people are just on Android because they've always been on Android. How many people switch back and forth depending on which phone has a better camera or the cooler right. new feature, depending what it is, you know, um, whether it's like, uh, you know, I got an iPhone 10 because Animoji was amazing. And now this time around, I got the Pixel 2 that has the really awesome childish Gambino dancing, like Playmoji or whatever they're called and all that kind of stuff. And making, you know, yeah. some people like don't really have a particular loyalty. And I feel like that's more interesting of a conversation. Like, yeah, sales numbers are nice, but, and well, it is a landmark, great. but... Eh. You go towards the bottom of this article, they say, you know, in the battle between iOS and Android, the data calculations is that Android makes 64% of all U.S. De device activations in the quarter compared to iOS and 34%. So, yeah, oh, yeah, goody, we're, we're going to compare just Samsung, but there is, you're right. It's just there's so many other uh, manufacturers mm -hmm. out there besides Samsung that uh, are out there with Android. So, um, I mean, Europe, it's still dominant to Android. So, uh, you know, it, it, it really is... Uh, you know, it's it, it isn't going to make a huge dent as far as these numbers go. So, yeah, you read these articles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, because then there's the context of like, is it their first Android device? Is it the first iOS device? Is this the latest in a series? Like, I've never had anything but iOS, or I've never had anything but Android. Right. You know, and and like, there's a little more to to chew on when you when you have those kind of numbers and that kind of breakdown. So, yeah. so yeah. Oh well, well, we'll rack it up to yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, and we talked to you just you just mentioned BlackBerry. Uh, the Verge had an interesting article called BlackBerry Messenger. Yes, that BBM is shutting down May thirty first. A paid enterprise version will live on, uh, but the, the the old consumer version is going to go yeah. the way. Wow, end of an era. It's like yeah. uh, was it era. last year sometime when AOL or yeah AOL Instant Messenger right. went That's away. Right. Everybody was all crying about that and. Yeah, I don't know how many people are sad about this. Um, I don't think too many. It's a, it's a very short, short article. It it just uh, came out uh, today, so uh, mm -hmm. I just ha happened to notice it before we came, we came and started recording here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, you know, BlackBerry just isn't. It, it's disappearing. It's I'm, yeah. I'm, even the enterprise, I'm I'm amazed that enterprise there are still enterprise customers out there using all those services. Yeah. Like to me, that's the news. Is that yeah. it's still alive and kicking somewhere? Like this product isn't going away because we have enough people using it that you know. It's yeah, I mean, but yeah. the advent of all the MDMs that are out there, whether it be Jamf, whether it be mm -hmm. Microsoft Intune, whether it be you know people bringing their own devices. I mean, yeah, why would why would any enterprise want to be spending money on BlackBerry these days? It just <laughs> doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. So, um, and uh, yeah, that's all we have to say about that well, and i remember that was another you know talking about like people choosing android or um iphone android os or ios like that was the thing other people were talking about too was like there's an android version of blackberry messenger right. and there's not an ios version of blackberry messenger so i have to get an android phone and you know even that like i remember i don't know what they did but i remember back on the tua talk cast i had jim dalrymple on mm -hmm. and we were going to say something. And I said, you know, so one of the things that came up this week was Blackberry something, something, whatever. Yeah. And he just laughed. <laughs> I just, yeah. Black what? Whenever I, yeah. Whenever I hear Blackberry that in the back of my head, I just, I just yeah. hear Jim Dalrymple chuckling because it was, he was really entertained by it. So um, it, it is kind of the end of an era though. Like when you think about it, because remember like that was the big, 
that was like the monolithic device when yeah. Apple announced the iPhone in 2007 was how do they think they're going to compete against BlackBerry with this thing? Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's why we're here talking about I, I, iOS right now. I mean, why this podcast <laughs> exists is because it's it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. So uh, this, this story was pretty big today, uh, actually yesterday, uh, when we record this. Uh, uh, and it's on the verge. Uh, it's five big questions about Apple and Qualcomm's surprise settlement. I was pretty surprised myself that they that they mm-hmm. settled. There was going to be quite a battle, but uh, they uh, they reached uh, an agreement in principle that uh, they, they put down their put down their gloves and they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna uh, uh, love each other. Play nice. So yeah. But uh, you know, for the first question was why did they choose to settle? I mean, I don't know why. It was uh, well, it was it was just why they. Why they decided to settle, but uh, you know, but I think they had been looking for a resolution for quite a few, quite a few months. You know, as far as that, really. well, I think there's something circular happening here because the there there's a second piece of news that goes with this goes hand in hand with Intel. this one, and it's that Intel decided to nope out hard on yeah. modem manufacturing. Said, and I yeah. think, <laughs> yeah, and like those two pieces of information came out real close to the same time, and so like it was all the same day and. Um, I think I saw at least one person characterize it as within hours of each other. Right. So I wonder, you know, it, there are a number of ways it could have gone down, but it feels like the way that it went down was, you know, um, either Apple talked to Intel and Intel was like, look, here's the real story with the manufacturing we're doing now. And yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so Apple was like, well, we don't have another option. So what are we going to do? I guess we're going to have to play nice with Qualcomm. And, you know, there is something in there about an undisclosed amount of money uh, that Apple's paying, like, in addition. Um, but I think, you know, and then there, there's the other piece of it where, um, you know, maybe Apple um, had to make some sort of decision with Qualcomm. And then once it turned out they were going to settle with Qualcomm, they probably called Intel and they were like, hey, we thought, you know, I thought you should hear it from me. And that was the thing that triggered, like either way, like those two stories are very, very related. Whatever the sequence of events was, those two stories are very related to each other. And I think that whatever the order of things happening was like the impact was, um, you know, the, the impact of one is what drove the other. They absolutely go together. It's a set. And then throughout the article, I'm not going to go through every single bit of it, but, uh, they're asking when the 5G first 5G iPhone is going to come out. Um, mm-hmm. Hard to say. I mean, when the chips come out, they they will. I don't know if it'll necessarily be in 2019. I know. I mean, the T-Mobile Sprint merger is, I, I guess, a little bit in jeopardy too. I don't know. I don't know where that's mm-hmm. going to be. I mean, that's going to have a lot of effect on the, the 5G services. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, as they said, I don't I don't think there's going to be a 5G iPhone anytime soon. You know, we'll see where where they're at. You know, when when the new, when they talk about the new phones come out in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ask, will Apple actually build their own 5G modems? Um, interesting tweets. Uh, uh, Benjamin Bajarin uh, tweeted, said, don't be surprised that Apple may buy some, if not all, of Intel's modem IP business. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, Apple's got some money to be buying this kind of thing, so I wouldn't be yeah. either. Yeah. Um, I I absolutely think Apple's going to make their own modems. Um, yeah, I was honestly yeah. surprised it was a six-year agreement for that reason. Yeah, but I think that's why, because they want to be able to make their own chips, but you know, yeah. still, still be in harmony. Well, 
we talked about it on daily on daily observations and one of the things that uh that i brought up was i wouldn't be surprised if there was some if apple had built some sort of out into that agreement two or three years in or something um so that they could make their own and you know if they got to a point where they were making their own and could do it at scale then they would bail on it but you know part of um what qualcomm gets out of all of this mm -hmm. i think is um they don't have to have a big antitrust lawsuit because anything that comes yeah. out in this antitrust lawsuit is going to really not look good for them when they have to argue the same stuff in like Asia and Europe. And I think it would have been a really bad scene for them, which is why it made sense for them to get out of this. Yeah. So that's that, you know, again, as a spectator, like I don't have all the information yeah. on all of that stuff. Just that interesting t discussion about uh, where, where it's going to go. It's just, it'll continue to mm -hmm. evolve. And then, yeah. um, Next article was about, and you talked about today during the, uh, the Daily Observations podcast, uh, T-Mobile is working with Apple for uh, working with them um, uh, to do robocalling technology called Stir Shaken. Mm -hmm. And you, you guys yes. talked about it at great length of the, this afternoon. Um, it looks like right now it's only on Android, but it's going to, they're talking about bringing it to iPhone, um, you know. Don, uh, John Leisure is uh, the CEO of T-Mobile. I know he's such a big advocate of this and uh, and 5G for that matter. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's, he, he, he made his comments about the, it's an industry-wide problem and it is. I mean, what did you guys quote? It was like something like 23 billion uh, robocalls occurred last year. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was getting them at work today. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I think I got two of them today, today alone. And then one of them, of course, was AT&T's trying to sell me their direct direct tv service like, it's like yep. excuse me i answered it because you know i'm at work i mean of course i mean it's, i don't know yeah. who's, who's calling i said this is a business uh mm -hmm. then, then they said my name so they must have had my work number and then i'm like well just take this off take my number off this off your list because this is a business oh i'm sorry to disturb you uh i'm like yeah give me a break uh but this should be an interesting thing to see if um See, this this really makes a big difference. I mean, I know you guys talked a lot about the other services. We don't go too, too into that, but there are, and I've talked about this before with the, the different apps that are out there. There's so many different services that can block, but they're not foolproof. Yeah, uh, but uh, nothing is. Yeah, this is this is great to see it. Uh, say, see a carrier like T-Mobile. And I know what I, I keep saying it every time I, I talk about it. I'm very proud to be a T-Mobile customer. They've been very good at doing good things. You know, I don't hear about AT&T doing these kind of things. Uh, yeah. And, and so I would say well, at least like one thing we did mention this morning is that um, all of the carriers uh, have committed to this uh, on some sort of rollout schedule. This uh, T-Mobile is just the first to start getting it out the door. Yeah. And basically what we're talking about with Stir Shaken is it's this sort of handshake that kind of verifies that you are calling from the number that you say you're calling from so that right. at least it's partially legitimate. Um, this should help crack down on, uh, I think they call them the neighborhood scams, where it looks like it's a phone number that's in your area or, you know, near you, uh, so that you're more likely to, to, uh, pick it up. And this helps keep that from happening. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how well it's going to work, uh, initially at least. And then, yep. uh, as it gets more adoption, uh, I'm really excited to find out how it's going to help with the other stuff with, uh, yeah. other carriers. I'm going yeah. to be super excited to see where yes. where it all goes because uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that's got to get got to be taken care of. It's just crazy how many robocalls we get. Yes, daily. You said you said you got some while you're on recording your show too. I mean, as it, we were recording, just, my yeah. phone started going. Yeah, my phone ran. Crazy, just crazy. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, anyway, I, I didn't mention this last week. I want to mention it again. It's uh, it hasn't actually been released yet, but uh, my shout out again to my friends at iPhone Life Magazine. I have a article that's going to be in in the, the next issue coming up. I believe it's going to come out on the, on the on the web uh, if you're a subscriber uh, next this weekend. It's uh, the six best podcasting apps that I uh, I, I wrote up, and it, it was a great fun thing to write up, and I want to make sure I share that with everybody. And uh, it's a uh, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff to do. And that, that's a great magazine. It's a shame. It's the way magazines have gone. Um, you know, they still are a print magazine uh, that uh, they only, they only, print, they only publish uh, quarterly now. So, uh, yeah. so don't, but, but it's a lot, but they pack the, their issues with some great information. Um, shout out again to Donna Cleveland, the editor-in-chief for, for uh, uh, giving me an opportunity as well as uh, she was on the show a, a while ago. And we did, we did a show. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, that that, that's all that there is about that so well but it's it's pretty exciting to have your name in a magazine oh yeah it is like. for, the, <laughs> for the first time you know yeah i'm catching up with all you guys because you know like, <laughs> well went, no like as as internet and webified and digital as everything is and how you know you live your whole life on a screen like this and all of that like having the opportunity to get something printed like i wrote some stuff for mac life back in the yeah. day and having the opportunity to know that it's just, you know, out there on a shelf somewhere, like actual paper and somebody can pick it up and read it. Like that was still really exciting for me too. So I yeah. know like it was, for me, it was totally a thrill. And then like my mom, of course, went down to the grocery store and had to buy one and, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it's, it's, well, I'll, it's I'll really have exciting. Go, I'll have to go to the okay. store too and take a picture of it on the, on the newsstand. So I was like, look, yes, <laughs> look, I'm a, look at this. Oh, anyway. <laughs> it, yeah, it's fun. So I'll, I'll let everybody, I'll let, I'll let the listeners know when, um, uh, it uh, is out on this newsstands, and you can go grab a copy and read it. As well as Yay. it'll be, it'll be linked uh, on the internet at the point as well. So let's uh, move on. And I, I, one of the topics I wanted to talk about today was um, uh, last week. I talked about uh, buying an iPhone. That's always mm-hmm. a, you know I always get asked that question all the time. You know what what, what iPhone would you get? What phone would you go with? And I'm sure you do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to bring again this week, let's talk about the same thing, but with iPad. Um, you know, a lot of people are buying iPads nowadays. There's there's so many choices, as we've talked about uh, uh, in the past here with the, all the new releases of all the new models. You now have, uh, there's five different models to choose from uh, mm-hmm. versus before where you only had, like, I think, three, three or four. Uh, three really if you really if you were to count them because the, the ipad mini wasn't uh yeah worth, worth <laughs> it was really million until, until two until and a half for yeah. a couple of years half, yeah. <laughs> so uh a little history and i've ta- said this before i mean i've I, i've been i've had the ipad since the beginning and i'm, I'm sure you have too i had the first gen ipad that was that, i was excited mm-hmm. when that when that thing came out in 2010 god it's been nine years i can't believe it i know the ipad came out uh and uh so I own. I pretty much owned every iPad since then. I did. You know, I I, I was a little more reasonable when the Air Air two. Uh, I went Air Air two. I did that, but then I didn't do the third gen. So I went right to the Air, uh, and then and that yep. and then the the ten the nine point seven inch uh, came out. Then the ten point five inch uh, iPad Pro. I had that, and then got. 11 inch ipad pro when you and i were on the show yeah when i first got it we were talking about that so uh but now now apple got smart and they added two new models uh besides the the low-end model um that's the ipad air yeah the ipad air oh okay resurrected yes it's resurrected in fact i have an ipad air sitting on my desk here that's that's the old ipad air and uh go look at how much it costs now compared to (laughs) 
uh, I know. I'm going to go try to sell that thing. So I'd be lucky I got $150 for it. So, but it's got the yeah. cellular too, but yeah, but who cares? They don't care about that. That's why it's not worth buying a cellular and you know, all that extra money to buy. I'll talk about that. Um, and then, of course, they have uh, the, the 6th Gen iPad, which is a perfectly great iPad, and I've talked about this before. And yeah. then it's exciting. I think the iPad Mini, the 5th Gen, they finally came up with a great upgrade. It hadn't been touched yes. in four years. Four years. It was almost four years. To have a product sitting on their product line, it's, that's unusual for Apple to, to do mm. that. I mean... Well, iPhone, not anymore. Not anymore, because the iPhone made me too. We <laughs> talked last week. Yeah, so. Well, uh, no, like the Mini sat for three, four years. Uh, the iMac is yeah. on year three or four. So, yeah. yeah, but it's mobile tech. And mobile tech doesn't, they, except for the Mini, they don't tend to let mobile technology languish like that. So, right. so I was really excited to see it. I would have been even more excited to see it last year or the year before. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I'm really glad it's back. And the, 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 the cool thing about the Mini now is that it takes the pencil. Yes, they all take the pencil now, uh, which is which is even more awesome. So uh, let, let's uh, let's 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 hit on to the top. I'll go start at the top and work my way all the way down to the bottom. Okay. Um, really, the first question a lot of people ask is, can you use your iPad as a main computer? I, I think you could. Um, I mean, I, I talked about this a long time ago. Gosh, five four years ago when, at MacStock when I did a presentation. Could this be your full time computer? Mm-hmm. And of course, me as a sick person I am had the had the 12.9 inch and the and the 10.5 inch in, in both hands and doing a demonstration. Well, I since yeah. sold the 12.9. Inch. <laughs> I don't have that anymore. But um, the 12.9 inch model of Kermal out right now is is it's in its third generation now. So um, it it is the A12x Bionic chip. Both that iPad Pro and the 11 inch iPad Pro, which I have the 11 inch, uh, are both the, the the high end chips. So now you really have to decide. Because they're expensive. I mean, the pricing between oh, yeah. the models are, you know, on upwards of a thousand dollars plus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is is that the question should be asked? Could this be your full time computer? I think it could to a point. I think. Some- I think it depends on your use. Like there's and. That doesn't mean that it, it couldn't be, but yeah. I think there's a certain amount, I say this all the time, there's a certain amount of technological honesty. If what you really do with your computer most of the time is some Facebook and right. looking at some stuff on the web and you're checking your email, maybe you do some banking online, you know, and that's through a web page or something like that, um, you absolutely could upgrade that yeah six, eight, 10 year old computer that sits in the kitchen that nobody uses because it's so old and you could get an iPad instead and it could be, and if, if that's your actual usage, then you're probably in good shape. Like that will totally work for you. And it will give you the bonus of, you can get text messages on it and read them a little better. It's a little bigger screen. You get a little nicer text, all that kind of stuff that goes with it. The bonus of anything that you do on your phone, you can do with a little more acreage. If you have a larger, you know, iPad, um, you know, really, I don't, I would not recommend the pro as a primary computer to anybody unless they had a specific need, right. that kind of horsepower or anything. And the reason for that is because it's going to have the same lifespan that the others are, you know, right. after four years or five years, you're still going to have to get a new one in order for the newest operating system to work on it. Right. So unless you have a specific need for that level of like, maybe you do audio processing or video editing or something like that um, mobily and you have a, a need for a really 
high powered mobile device because there's the other the other little things that go along with buying an iPad Pro like it may be the only USB-C thing that you own and so charging it is going to be a completely different thing and you're going to have to buy a couple extra cables so you've right. got one in your backpack or one upstairs and downstairs or whatever and all of that stuff goes into that decision as well right. you know or an adapter like yeah you can hook a lot of stuff up to it but only if you have a thing and you know every one of those things from Apple is 29 bucks a whack and whatever else so <laughs> you know like yeah, and that's the thing. The the Pro line series are the USB C, so it's mm -hmm. a different connector from your iPhone. Um, the uh, they both have uh, true depth cameras. <laughs> who who takes pictures with their iPad? A lot. I mean, a fair <laughs> amount of people do, but it does look kind of goofy. Yeah. Hey, look at me. Hey. Um, but uh, but hey, yeah, especially they have, because they, next year when you get a new iPhone, that's going to be the better camera. Right. Exactly. Which you know, a 10s Max, which I have. It's probably has a better camera, yeah. uh, but they both those pro models both do the 4K video. They do they have a two depth seven megapixel camera, and uh, does Face ID. So that's the one thing that these two models have versus the rest of the line. They don't have a home button. They have right. a Face ID. So that's something to get used to as well. But if you have a 10 or a 10s or a 10s Max or mm -hmm. a 10R, um, then you're used to Face ID already. So you shouldn't have to worry about it too much. Um, these both these models are support only the Apple Pencil second generation, and they also have the smart keyboard uh, folio, I, which of course I have both. Uh, and uh, it's it, uh, so so that's really we think about. It. It's got a lot of those a lot of those things that are they're going to give you some support. Uh, mm -hmm. The pencil in itself, we'll talk about that in a minute. I just want to hit, I'll hit all, all the lines and then we can hit with what the pencil yeah. choices are. Um, but then if you move on down the line, a nice sweet spot is the iPad Air. Now, the iPad Air is a, is, is a 10.5 inch screen um, and it's got the A12 Bionic chip, which is a slightly slower. So really, if you think about the price of a, uh, you think about the price of, uh, of the, the iPad, it, uh, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice sweet spot um, that, uh, has uh, plenty of features that you need. Mm -hmm. um, it does do Touch ID. It does have uh, now. It's only two speaker audio versus the four speaker. So if you're really thinking you really want to have some good sound, um, you might notice a little difference when it comes to that. Now the rest of the models going as I go down here is uh, they do support the Apple Pencil, the first generation Apple Pencil. Which mm -hmm. you know what I wasn't really super thrilled with the design of the first gen. I mean the fact you have to pull a cap off and have that lightning connector and to charge it and look so dorky when you have to <laughs> plug it yes. in luckily they do it does come up with a small adapter where you can plug it into a lightning cable if you wanted to right. charge it uh, away from that well, they're also compatible with the logitech crayon and which, i was gonna hit and that's why i was gonna yeah, hit yeah thing. go ahead well um it's more this sounds weird but the crayon is very pencil shaped it's got sides Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to the pencil, which is completely round like a crayon, because that's right. not confusing. Yeah, no. uh, but like I know people who uh, really prefer the crayon, uh, partly because it's less money and partly because it's got the sides and partly because it's a little bigger than the pencil. Right. So it's a little more comfortable to hold as you're doing whatever you're doing with the pencil. So if that's a, a consideration, if one of the things that you're looking at is artwork or right. handwriting or whatever it is you want to do that may require some sort of input like that, um, the the pencil for a lot of people um, is fine, but for a lot of people, the right. crayon is a more attractive option for one of those other reasons. Yep. So uh, it's a good sweet spot if you're looking to get a decent iPad but not spending the big money on the Pro Line series. Mm -hmm. Excellent choice. If now I was we, buying one today, that's what I would buy is the yeah. brand new. 
that's I, what I, I think a lot of people would. Um, I'm going to skip the sixth gen because it's kind of the lowest end, but I'm going to kind of move right over to the iPad mini. It really, that's really should be in the order of the line other than the size of the screen. Uh, the iPad mini is a fifth gen. It's a full iPad experience, but, uh, but it fits in one hand. And then it's like, it could, you really could think about it as being an oversized iPhone. Really. If you, I, well, I, like the, I was, yeah, I was going to say it's an iPhone SE or the yeah. iPad SE is what it is. The like, iPad because SE, it's right. got all of the, yeah. Cause it's got all of the air specs in a mini case. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, that was the chip that was in it. And the, um, I might be wrong about that. Uh, think it might be the iPad in the mini case. Yeah. Cause it's got an A12 bionic chip. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's same. So it's the same air, chip. which is 12. It's the exact same yeah. chip as the air. And, and yeah. this is a smaller size. So it's, seven point nine. iPad air. Yeah. iPad air insides and iPad mini outsides. So, right. uh, yeah. Like, I want one of those. I'm not gonna lie. Kinda, I have a I I'm have the 2017 as a second. <laughs> as yeah. A second. I have the 2017 Pro, iPad Pro, the the uh Temple 5. Okay. And I and I really like it. I it's my favorite iPad that I've had. Um I had the original Air before that and the Air was fine. It was a nice upgrade from whatever the iPad was I had before that. Yeah. Um I did not have all of them, but um it's been it was a really nice uh, it was it was a nice upgrade. I really like it. I like the pencil. I like the interaction. I like the speed. I liked the Touch ID, which I didn't have on my previous iPad. So all of those things were really great updates. I really like it. But man, there's just something about that Mini that I just love. And I, so oh, I agree. I, I want I, I want new AirPods. So like my my Apple hardware money is going to new headphones. It's not going to um, a new well, iPad. Those, but those Beats. You might but, look at. Oh, oh no, I don't want the Beats. So the new, the new Beats. I don't want the new beats. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, but <laughs> the the mini. Uh, so the mini is a nice little 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 guy and uh, great for reading books and doing basic basic things with it and not having the larger size if you want to have a mini size. So then yeah. I move right over to the, low, the the bottom end of the model line, which is the sixth generation iPad, which they came out with last year. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it's underpowered. It's only a nine point seven inch screen. It has an eight ten Fusion chip. Has an eight megapixel camera, basic stuff. But for someone who just wants an entry level, and I've said this, I keep my tone of voice here every time I say this. You want an entry level for, uh, iPad and don't have to spend so much money on it. I mean, these can be had on Amazon for two hundred and fifty dollars for a thirty-two gigabyte mm -hmm. iPad. You want something simple like that? And we talked about this before with like you know you needing iPads, but maybe for app camp for girls and some yep. of the. Um, some of these, uh, I, I would not put not, would not be at all surprised that all these schools that, that use iPads are going to be buying these. Like well, of course. And remember that this model made its debut last March at Apple's education event, event in, in Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not surprising at all uh, where they did, in fact, name check app camp for girls. Uh, I promptly freaked out. Uh, <laughs> Tim Cook said the words app camp for girls on stage where people could hear him. It was recorded. I have evidence. Um it was go back really, and play it. <laughs> really exciting. Um, but part of like, so I feel like that's what, why that exists. It's the EMAC of the iPad model. Like exactly. if you need one, um, but there's also like a lot of non edgy uses for it. Like if you have kids who, you know, and you want to give them some like well-supervised screen time or things like that. Um, if you need a, a secondary device for whatever reason, you know, um, that's a, that's a, a nice big screen mobile device, or maybe you have, um, 
you know, not just younger people in your life, but maybe older people in your life. And this is a good computer upgrade for those people who have very, very lightweight needs when it comes to that kind of thing, but they still have a solid camera. So FaceTime is awesome or Skype is awesome or, you know, whatever sort of video chat situation you have, you can send people pictures that they can, they can uh, look at and enjoy and all that kind of stuff uh, works really well on that, on that device. And that device is a pretty lightweight way to get into that. And, you know, if you need to manage it or whatever, then uh, that comes out you know, it comes out to be really economical and a super great decision for a lot of those kind of things. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So any other closing thoughts? I think that's, that pretty much could round up a lot of what we talked about with iPad. Um, I hope that it would help every, it'll help the listeners and you making a, your, your uh, informed decision on which iPad you really want to go with. Um, and the other thing, the thing to consider is the accessories that go with some of that too. You know, like we talked about USB-C charging earlier. Um, you know, uh, the keyboard situation, like if you are a person who really has to, you know, just like phones earlier, like if you have to type on a physical keyboard, there are very easy ways to do that. And um, there's the Apple Smart Folio, which is an easy way. Um, yes. If you don't want to carry a keyboard around all the time, there are Bluetooth keyboards that make that an attractive option that you can carry around that are very inexpensive. Uh, so if you occasionally need to be able to type, you can just grab that and take it with you. And then the rest of the time your iPad is there you go. lightweight compact um you know the pencil is a thing to consider uh you know what charging that looks like or what the case situation is you know if you want to make sure that it's protected if because you drop it in your bag all the time or something right. if you're me um <laughs> the case is almost as important as the ipad like i can't buy one until there's a case for it because i have to be able to drop it in my backpack and know it's going to be fine yeah so, exactly like those are those are things also to consider but there's a lot of ways to turn one of these into your you know depending on your needs there are a lot of ways that this could really be an awesome computer upgrade for you. Absolutely. Good points. So uh, go out there, get yourself an iPad. If you already have an existing iPad, hopefully this gave you some insights of what to, to do with it uh, as you, ha as you, as you continue on with its use. So um, I want to touch, I wanted to uh, uh, switch in topics here. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Apple support. People talk about mm -hmm. that too much. Um, there aren't many ways you can, you can get support from Apple. Um, and of course, the most common way was to go on support.apple.com on their website. Mm -hmm. um, they had all kinds of support articles and they had troubleshooting tips and all that stuff. But, you know, this day and age, things are changing a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Apple has kind of expanded its horizons. They, they recently came out with a, an app uh, for the iPhone and the iPad uh, that uh, is called, Apple, uh, ironically enough, Apple Support. Uh, and uh, no. what a surprise. Uh, and of course, uh, the great thing about it is you have direct direct line to support right from the app. Now, a couple of cool things they just did. They just added some new um, uh, some new things in here. They have a, a section there when you first launch the app called Discover. And you know, while you're you're listening to this show, you want to hear some tips and all that stuff. Uh, well, they they also provide a lot of tips and different things, articles. Um, so I'm like, I'm looking at the the Discover right now and talking about things like. Uh, uh, edit PDFs with the books app or organizing your data in new ways, uh, using Siri shortcuts. I still need to do a Siri, Siri shortcuts uh, discussion. I, I still have to learn a little more <laughs> before I'm ready to talk about it. But uh, it's so it, uh, so they have articles that are right in the discover sections. And then, and then also go below that. They have the choices of browsing the collection, including doing things like uh, working and playing on your iPad, uh, backing up your Mac, if you use your Mac, uh, all kinds of different things, and they they have different collections, and you can go through that as well. Now, the the second button in, in the app it does say, uh, give you a button, and you, and of course the app needs to be signed in with your Apple ID. You know, when I tap get support, it lists every single device I own. 
Um, so it's, uh, in fact, my, uh, I, you know, I didn't give the wool, my wool story about my iPad. Let me go back to that one second with support. Cause that was an excellent, actually a good, <laughs> a good, uh, it was actually a good, um, experience. I'm on a plane, I'm flying to Vegas. I'm sitting in my, in my seat. Of course I have the, uh, the, the, the keyboard, the smart folder keyboard. And like a dummy, I put it into the, into the, into the slot in the seat. And of course I felt secure when it was in there until some moron decides is that your seat and i said yes and of course he was he was getting a little perturbed because his wife was sitting in the row and uh, over to me asked thinking well you should move i'm like no i'm not moving i have an aisle uh so <laughs> i'm not thinking he he bumps my ipad and as he's getting in the, into the seat on the plane and of course it falls and hits the ground I pick it up, and sure enough, it's got a big dent on the edge, and it's got a cracked screen. I'm very oh, sad. No. So I was very sad. It was my iPad on oh, my iPad Pro 11, and I'm like, oh. so oh, no. this just tells you it's worth every penny to have Apple Care. So uh, <laughs> well, the the uh, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel here with this story. I I go get to Vegas, and of course, you know, I got to go find an Apple store. So I did, and uh, went to the store, and of course, I had to wait for an hour to to get in a to get uh to get in there uh so finally they went in i said yeah what could happen and okay 49 dollars. they replaced it so i got a brand new one so good that's that just paid paid my apple carry was paid off for itself other than i should have made that jerk pay for it because he shouldn't have done that but (laughs) i didn't want to deal with it so there's my story with support (laughs) yeah i i've used apple support a few times uh there's only I know this is going to come as a shock to some people, but there's only so much that's within my troubleshooting powers to resolve myself. And I've had to take stuff in occasionally. And uh, being able to at least sort of verify that, like, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do or I've tried everything there is to try, um, that makes that app really useful to have. And it's also nice because uh, it does take a little bit of the family support load off of me because like they all have it installed now so they can walk through and find like why does iTunes say this thing to me or um because it's Apple support you can look up Mac stuff on this app so it totally works for that too um why is iTunes giving me this error what is this weird symbol in the menu bar on my phone you know in the status bar like what's that thing mean exactly and uh having that resource that people who normally would call me are able to go use to ask those kinds of questions is also really helpful because sometimes it gets, it puts them on the right track and it gives them more information about what's happening. So then when they do have to call me, like I went and looked in the app and it told me this and that and this and that. And so I'm calling you to find out what that means or what that's for or what it does or, um, you know, how it's going to impact me. So, um, that's also been really nice to have, um, for my own use anyway, (laughs) at least I get better questions from people who, who are calling me for help. So the good thing is when you go into uh, the get support list, it actually lists all your devices. And I look at my list. It's frightening that it's a long list, but that's me. Uh, but it also includes things like Apple ID, Apple Music, the iTunes Store, Apple Pay, iCloud, uh, billing and subscriptions. And then it also gives more products and services. Um, I mean, look at that. I wonder if News Plus is listed in there. No, there's uh, AirPods and um, mm-hmm. a lot of other accessories. So, so it gives you suggestions of where where to go and what to do when you actually tap your specific item. So like I say, I go into my iPhone, you know, the first popular topic is repairs and physical damage. Well, they know that they're going to throw you right to say, make an appointment at the Apple store or mm-hmm. have to send it in. 
uh, battery and charging, system performance, and other topics. Those types of topics where something can be troubled, that that someone could troubleshoot with you. The cool thing is that they'll actually have a tech connect to your phone using the app. Uh, I don't know if you've done it before, but uh, so you go in and actually, uh, uh, let's say, battery and charging. They'll they'll start doing uh, actual diagnostic tests through to your phone right from the app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. I mean, how could you just do that through your app without having to have to bring it in? And we're so used to all these years of your having any device, you'd have to, oh yeah, because I have to bring it in because it's broke. I mean, this is this applies to your your iPhone, your iPad, your Apple Watch, uh, your Apple TV, your yeah. HomePod. I mean, your your Mac. All, all everything can be tested and and with with the app. So, uh, and uh, so so we're really going to uh, uh, definitely uh, have a great thing with with the Apple app. So. Um, and then uh, in closing, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have a link in the show notes um, and uh, the show notes will have um, a link to Apple's links to to the uh, YouTube uh, videos. So, yeah, uh, they, they have some great videos on there, too, as well. So um, and uh, and that's about it as far as uh, as far as that goes. Let's uh, let's uh, just talk a couple tips here and we're going to wrap things up here. Um one uh, one tip I found actually Andrew Orr over on the, your, your friend your, at the Mac yes. Observer did the article about the uh, AQI uh, the, uh, the air quality. <laughs> that was yes. pretty cool. I didn't even know that that existed. So uh, the air quality uh, uh, index is now on Apple Maps. So we'll show how the air quality is well, uh, wherever you are. Funny story. Neither did he because right. he opened Maps to go look something up and asked uh, the TMO Towers and said, "What does AQI stand for?" And so we went, "What?" And he. Yeah. Sh- put up a picture, a screenshot of his map. And I said, oh, it's air quality index. And I said, yeah, if you tap on that, it will actually give you the extended forecast. And he went, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it leads to a larger conversation about discovering cool stuff in iOS, but that's why it got written up because uh, we have the link and shown us for that tip. Um, yeah. And uh, with that, let me real quickly mention MacStock. Uh, are you coming, are you, are you coming to MacStock this year? Yep, are you, yep. you're working on it or are you going to be I there? I am working on it. I'm right. working on it. We're going to make sure you're there. Process. Oh, I know. Good, good. So uh, make sure you go into MacStock. Check it out. It's a, it's a great conference. I won't spend a lot of time on it. I've talked about it quite a bit. Um, Mike Potter was on the show a couple weeks ago. In fact, I was with Mike uh, last week. We went to uh, I went to an Apple user group up in Milwaukee and uh, nice. had a good time. Uh, and uh, so uh, you definitely want to check out MacStock this year. You'll go to MacStock2019.com. Uh, link is in the show notes. And I'll be speaking for the, for a fifth year, which I'm excited about. And then, and if uh, any of you are listening and you hear this and you want to get a discount off of our already low price, early bird price, you get uh, uh, $10 off using the offer code in touch and uh, you can buy your uh, tickets right from the link in our show notes. So please uh, check out MacStock. With that, uh, uh, Kelly, we'll wrap this up. I know uh, all right. We want to get things going here. So uh, let's. Uh, this, that is a wrap for this week. Please send in your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address at feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Or better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com where all the links to all the places you can listen are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And thanks, Kelly, for being here. Of course. It was really fun to be here. Thanks for having me. A lot of fun, and uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.